My name is Nathan Kolopek. I am Matthew Morkin. And this is the Veritas Equipping Podcast. Our goal is, especially during this time, to equip you to live out your faith and love Jesus well. Hey everyone, welcome to the Equipping Podcast with Veritas. Uh, Last time we were together, we had the opportunity to talk through our core values as an adult ministry team, just the desire, the drive, kind of the why behind what we're doing. Would you, Nathan, give us a, a brief review of our core values and why we do core values? Yeah, so these are the Connection Group core values, community care, application, multiplication. The reason we have these is we want to all be on the same page. We want to be focused on the same goal. And we're saying, man, the win of connection group is living these out together. If we live these four out together, we're going to have healthy groups where we see growth. We see life. We can't accomplish everything in our connection groups, but we want to have a consistent kind of vision, a consistent goal together, what groups are supposed to be about. So living out these four is the win. Well, and even, again, not to be like childish or anything, but you say a healthy connection group. Is a healthy connection group a perfect connection group? Nope, not at all. Because, I mean, we've joked before, like, if there were ever a perfect connection group, don't join it because you'd screw it up. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. none of us are perfect. And so even the ways that we express our gifts through the seasons of life we go through, if we, if we live these four out, and we hope there'll be more health in life, even if, yeah, it's not perfect or even necessarily easy. All right. So we are starting four weeks breaking down these core values for our connection groups. If you're not in a connection group, check out New to Veritas Brunch. Check out Launch Point. We want you to go through those things. They're prerequisites in a sense to be a part of our connection groups. And, and we want you in there. So the first one is community. We're going to talk about community today. Nathan, what do we want to see in community? What is it? What are we talking about here? Yeah, when we when we say one of the core values of Connection Group is community, we're trying to capture the fact that we want you to like each other. We want you to enjoy hanging out together. We don't want Connection Group to be a drag, you know? Um, we, we're not going to overpromise like, hey, these are your best friends because we'll talk about later multiplication. Like, we're, we're not saying, okay, be best friends forever and then we'll split you up. Like, but, but we do want Connection Group to actually be relational, right? It's not just a class. It's not just a Bible study, even though we love the Bible and want to study it. So wait a second, because let's rabbit trail intentionally here. We're doing it. We're going left, okay? You just mentioned multiplication. Yep. One of our core values is multiplication. How am I supposed to be in community when you're talking about multiplication? Yeah, Matthew, I knew you'd do this because... It's close to your heart to talk about multiplication from day one. It matters to talk about multiplication from day one. And we'll see across the way, like, you can't get away from talking about all the core values together. They work together. They don't stand by themselves. When we have healthy connection groups, healthy communities, when you have a a vibrant community, more people are going to want to jump into it. More people are going to want to join it. And there are more people in our church that need to experience the kind of Christian community we're going to be talking about and describing. So... Man, it would almost be selfish of us not to multiply if we're building something healthy and good and life-giving like that. And from day one in all of our groups, we want to talk about the fact that, hey, 
part of our vision is to multiply. These are not your the rest of your life connection groups. Right? Well, and I think one thing that's important is that when we do talk about multiplication, like you mentioned in community, we want you to be friends. That would be great. Now, we're not necessarily signing up people to be best friends till the day they die, but we want you to get along. Uh, you're unified in Christ. You come from different backgrounds, different ages, all kinds of differences, right? But you're unified in Christ and you're pointing each other towards Jesus. And in multiplication, it doesn't mean that your friendships end. Right, uh, everybody right. has relational capacity, so it might be strained a little bit, but it's going to be different. It's going to be, you have to have new habits and stuff like that. We, we realize that and we realize sometimes that can be a pain, but the bigger picture is kind of what's at stake here. So multiplication, we do want to talk about it from day one. We're not afraid of it. And and with that, again, we'll unpack that in a later podcast, but we're not saying we split up communities because you split up a church when someone disagrees over what color the carpet is supposed to be, right? You split up a church when one family is offended and they can't reconcile. We're not splitting up connection groups as a way to punish or to drive people away, but we are saying healthy things are going to grow and multiply. And healthy families even do this, right? Like my my parents raised three kids and we all now have spouses and two out of the three of us have kids. Like, and my mom wants many more, but we keep multiplying, right? And so the so dinner table gets you, more full. You guys don't live in your parents' basement. I don't live in my parents' basement. I'm you not shaming out. you. <laughs> I'm not shaming you if that's where you're at right now. But but in a, there's a healthy part of this where it's like, if you have a, a healthy connection group, three, four years down the road, man, it would be a great idea for that community to multiply. But we got to start like say that day one and then spend the next years building something worth multiplying, which is brings us back to community as a a value. Yeah. So back to community, healthy community. Tell us more. what What are we looking for in healthy community? Yeah. So one of the things we've talked about with our connection group leaders, we're talking through them in, in our monthly leaders groups, um, is is the picture of what community looks like in Acts 2. So Peter preaches this sermon, all these people come to Christ. It's this like the founding of the church in, in Acts 2. And there's just a description of what that church looks like. And, and I'm looking at Acts 2, 42 through 47. I'm not going to read all of it, but the Holy Spirit inspires Luke to record certain things about what they were like together right? He, like, this is in God's word. It's useful for us. It's going to correct us. It's going to challenge us, all these things. Some of the things that he mentions is they ate food together. <laughs> some, some of what he's saying is they, they share their stuff with each other. Some of what he says is they hang out day by day. They meet together at the temple. That's kind of like their Sunday gathering, but they also meet in homes. There's just rhythms of life, of friendship. And if Try to put yourself in there where there's there's not like 10, 15 churches you could go and try. This is like the only church. You'd have a group of friends that you gather together with and process stuff God's teaching you. You'd, you'd be amazed to talk about what God is doing. You would probably talk about like the stuff that you enjoy, stuff you're doing for fun, mm-hmm. right? These would be your friends. And and that verse or the, the passage finishes by saying, day by day, the Lord adds their number, those who are being saved your friend group is going to have to keep growing because you've got new people coming to the family of faith and you're not just going to leave them on the outskirts. You're going to invite them in. Well, all of a sudden you're going to have new friendships, right? You can't all fit around the same dinner table. You need two dinner tables now. That That's going to keep multiplying. Mm-hmm. So again, like it's, it's amazing. And this isn't the only place, but 
in the Bible, God chose to have recorded the fact that these people were friends, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like just put yourself in there. This isn't just some like dry textbook. Like these were, this is a, an accounting of real historical people and what God was doing in and among them. Man, it's just, it's fun for me to see like they hung out and they ate food together because those are things I love, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot more going on, but there's not less than that going on, mm-hmm. right? So how does that impact the Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night of the Connection Group? Uh, what are we looking at? I mean, even very practically, how does Acts 2, 42 through the end, 47, impact Monday night? Yeah. I, I think one thing it does is it provides a correction against being hyper-spiritual. I'm preaching to myself here, but, but I think there's some of you listening that you might get frustrated that we're not going deep enough fast enough. Or you might get frustrated when it's just a social night of group. Get off your spiritual high horse for a minute. Like, look back at your Bible and realize... Why are you like, talking about me like this? <laughs> I mean, you and me both, right? But but the reality is, this is not just a, a Bible study. We love the Bible. We gather around the Bible. We're shaped by the Bible. And part of what the Bible says is like, hey, we need relational bank to hear hard things from each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to mourn with those who mourn. We want to rejoice with those who rejoice. You need relational bank with people before you get into some of those areas of life for them to hear you well. And some of that's built up by grilling out and standing by the grill and talking to each other. Okay, so you've talked about healthy community and you've talked about relational bank for for hard things, to hear hard things. And you talked about weeping with those who weep, you know, hard things. Uh, what does healthy community have to do with hard things? Yeah. This is why having the four core values, like they all work together and they live in tension. Care and application are two parts of it. And um, if you think about community and care, they really work well together where, and if you've got a group of friends, you're actually going to know of ways you can care for each other. You're going to know of needs that come up. Again, in this Acts 2 passage, we see there are certain people that were really well off in their community and other people that were really poor. And sometimes the really well-off people would sell possessions, sell belongings, and actually give to their poor friends. But they had to know that their friends had needs, right? They had to be close enough relationally to go, oh, there's a way that I can help you out, right? That, that's not like a, like a public on a Sunday thing that's probably just like hanging out and someone's sharing like, hey, I lost my job because of Jesus. And you go, man, how can we help them out? How can we love them, right? The, the community part sitting around the table created a context and opportunity to care for a specific need. It can also feel like community is in tension with application. I know some groups that are really, really good at hanging out and really, really bad at, at talking about hard things from the Bible. I also know other groups that are really good at getting into the Bible conversation, but they don't actually like hang out together. So it's harder to know specifically how that shows up, where that shows up. There's kind of an apparent tension between those two, even though it's not a real, it, they're not actually opposed to each other, even though sometimes it can feel like, well, we were having a social night and then all of a sudden stuff got serious. It's like, no, these flow together. Oh yeah. You, I mean, that brings up, that brings up so many questions because can I say folks, like we're not trying to make this a thing. That's how Matthew right. puts it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, like, this isn't a thing. Like we, we want you to do life together. We want you to be a Christian, you know, and, and <laughs> care for one another. Just and go do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in some regard too. And, but like putting flesh on the 
concept of just go do it. Like, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Apply the word and being in community. Yeah. So we're not holding these four core values as like, this is sacred. This is the only way to do it. But we're saying we just got to be clear together and put some language to it so that we all know what we're talking about. Right. And some people are going to be really gifted at building community and friendship. So when I say community, you're gonna be like, duh, I do that already. I invite people over from connection group. We hang out, whatever. We have a great time. Other people, whether you're a connection group leader or just connection group member, you have a harder time building those friendships and connection group. It's easier to talk about Bible knowledge and information and a lot harder to build friendships and relationship when the friendship and relationship is the bridge that you cross with the truth, right? Mm-hmm. If you haven't built the bridges, you're just kind of shouting across a, a, a chasm. You don't really know where that person's at. What do they do for fun? <laughs> you know, what's their favorite sports team? Do they like sports? What's their favorite meal? Yeah. And as you're sharing your favorite meal, you can start to share other parts of your life. Yep. And realizing too that healthy community isn't always telling somebody what they want to hear. Totally. If I love you, Nathan, and you're going down a path of destruction for yourself, for your marriage, whatever, for yep. your child, right? I want to speak into your life. And like you've referenced relational bank. Like yep. this is the beauty of that church community is that. I love you enough. I'm fighting for you enough that I'll sell my stuff, you know, to help you out practically, but I'm also going to tell you the truth. And so community plays a huge role in that. Yeah. And those shared relationships, those shared times, one, give you a context to, to actually understand what you're speaking into. And you're not just assuming or jumping into conclusions because now you've had time together to talk about it, but exactly what you're saying too, it, it gives you more credibility when you say, when you speak into someone's life in those areas. Because if you're talking about their marriage, you're not just talking about stuff off the cuff that you, you're you assuming. You're talking about stuff they've shared as you've just hung out and talked about it. And there's kind of this classic, um, classic phrase from teaching, like people don't care what you know until they know you care, right? Mm-hmm. That care, the context for that is just time spent together, hanging out, mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company, having fun. Even if you're not best friends, like learning to actually laugh together. And when you can laugh together, it's also easier to step into those moments where you need to cry together, mm-hmm. right? You've, you've got those two in, together. Well, and we've talked about this before as a staff. It isn't so much that one day you show up and say, hey, I got fired. Now that can happen randomly. It does happen randomly for many, but you, for the last three months, you've discussed like, man, my company is struggling or, you know, I'm really having tension with my boss or my coworkers. So it's not like you show up and drop these bombs of information on, on your friends, on your community. It's that you've had the opportunity to have them praying for you for the last three months. You've had the opportunity to have them speak into your life of how you could treat your boss differently or how do you respect him though he or she doesn't care for you so much or whatever, you know, and it's, it's that opportunity to, to walk into that. Where else um, is an area that community is, is valuable? Yeah. So the, the way that we create community, like again, informs how we care, how we apply the word, how we multiply. Everyone's looking for community. Everyone's looking for community. So even when we look, when we look at ourselves, like the types of causes we jump into the teams, whether it's political, social, whatever, a lot of those are because people are looking for community. Mm-hmm. And even times I, you know, I've shared the gospel with people that it's been a real struggle for them to accept. It wasn't so much that they didn't see that they were sinners or didn't see the need of the Savior. It cost them their community to accept Jesus. Mm-hmm. They would have been rejected by the, the people whose opinions mattered to them. And they just weren't sure if Jesus' opinion was valuable enough because of their community, mm-hmm. right? For, for my story coming to Jesus, 
part of it was hearing the truth and seeing a community that I wanted to be part of. Now, they were high school guys. They weren't like caring deeply for each other, all these things. But man, they were guys that I wanted to hang out and be around with. And, and as we hung out, I could see God changing them. They weren't trying to show me. They weren't trying to do whatever, but we would hang out and I would see this stuff in action. So it was a poker night, right? As we're playing poker, I see these guys are struggling to not swear, but they don't want to swear anymore. Mm-hmm. Why, why don't you want to swear anymore? You're changing. I don't get it. You know, like mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. For a connection group, again, it's like that discussion before you get into the Bible time is valuable. That night that you have a social and you just bring food together, that's valuable. The times where you have another couple over on a night other than connection group night, just have a meal and hang out, that's valuable. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't leave and go like, man, we really worked on spiritualism, whatever, right? It builds the context, the relational bank for you to apply the Bible together. Hmm. That's so good. So Matthew, you're a connection group leader. What are ways that you've, as a leader, used people in your group to help you build community? Because I, I don't just want connection group leaders or, or even whoever listening to go, okay, it's the connection group leader's job to make community happen, right? What are ways that you've maybe seen people step up in group or you've encouraged people in group to help be community builders? Well, I think encouraging people in group, it's so important. Side note, it's so important, one, that your leader needs community. Yeah. I need community too yeah. in my own group. Okay. Anyways, I've seen people step up in a community of just like, you know, when we have a gentleman going through a hard time, just rallying the folks. It's so amazing to see how far a text will go when you're having a bad week or there's, you know, we've got COVID going on. And so there's issues with work and am I going to be working or destruction from the storm and seeing the brothers kind of come around and encourage one another and, it, you know, it's just so key. I mean, I've seen guys who aren't necessarily guys who want to be out there communicating and doing all that stuff, sending texts to one another and being, you know, because of what they know, because of our community, they've had the opportunity to ask questions that nobody else knows. It's a deeper community because of our our unity in Christ. So we've had vulnerable times, both joking wise and vulnerable times in really like releasing sin, talking about sin, repenting of sin. And so we can ask people like no other community that we're in. Like some guys are in baseball communities. Some guys are in soccer communities. Some guys are in work communities. But those things don't get to address like the real burdens of their heart. Like men are a burden for their wives. Men are a burden for their family. And so this community has been intimate and deep and we've repented of sin. We've laughed together. We've kind of cried together. And so we have that opportunity because of those experiences, like we've been saying, to ask questions that really matter. Not just like, how was your day at work? But like, truly, how are you? Not just how was the project at work, but how are you doing with the project at work? Yeah. And you have to know, you, you have to ask like, how's work going? And then take it a step deeper, right? It's not like work doesn't matter. Let's get to the heart. Right. But it's like you've asked enough times, like, how's how's your job? How are you, you know, how's life going? Mm-hmm. You've asked that enough times that guys feel freedom to actually go a step deeper mm-hmm. too. And, and I think often this is anecdotal, but I, I do think ladies tend to be better at this in our church. Um, more likely to invite someone out for coffee, more likely to invite someone over to the house and, and grab lunch during work or something like that. Um, for us guys, culturally, socially, whatever, we tend to have more guards up. But find people in connection group, invite them into your fantasy football league, and then mm-hmm. use that as an opportunity to talk about other things too. 
So it's not that it's not that God hates fantasy football and you gotta get to real stuff. It's like, no, God cares about that and more. Yeah. Like once you get into those kinds of community opportunities, conversations, then you can go from there towards, okay, how do I actually care for you well? Yeah. How do we apply the word together well? We've got a guy in our group who's, you know, again, inviting men out to the golf course, to the Frisbee golf course, which really, Frisbee golf makes me a worse Christian than a better Christian. <laughs> also, that might have the same impact with regular golf. Right? But anyways, but you have those opportunities when you're walking around the course. Like, again, it's not, it's not wrong. You know, when you're sitting around a grill or you're sitting, you know, just hanging out at a bonfire like those are really rich times and sometimes the conversation might turn to healthy i always enjoy a bonfire where you're laughing telling jokes talking about great movies you've seen and then all of a sudden it turns to some deep spiritual conversation those are rich moments that but that's was led to because of a great conversation about a movie yeah the bonfire was the context like a, a potluck at connection group is the context where you get to build a relationship and and that, that language of kind of relational bank. You get to put some things in the banks that you can draw from when you have more intense conversations later. But again, if people don't know that you care about them, as far as like just being their friend, why should they care if you have a bunch of good spiritual answers, right? Yeah. If, if you don't know what my favorite food, my favorite movie is, or the my daughter's name or whatever, Man, it's harder for me to just hear that you're my friend when it comes to spiritual stuff, right? Yeah. And and we see some of that in Scripture too, right? When Paul writes to people, he knows them. They're friends. They know his stories. He knows theirs. They've hung out together. I, I don't I always think about community just as came to my mind here of the guy you know you only hear from him when he wants your drill, you right? Know, that guy <laughs> where you're like. Oh, you must be doing a project, you know. And <laughs> yeah. I'm not thinking of anyone specifically in saying that, but you know, yeah, like we want that deeper relationship. We want to to want each other in community more than when we need the drill. Yeah. And guys, when it comes to these four core values, we'll keep playing them all out. But all of us in connection group, not just connection group leaders, all of us have the opportunity and the responsibility to make these things happen. So if you're listening to this and you're not a connection group leader, man, I would love for you to think, how can I be a community builder here? Who can I invite over for dinner? How can I step up to make this more of a circle of friends than a circle of acquaintances? Because we know um, that's valuable, that's needed, and that's the, an incredible context to apply the word together. So, so the win of connection group is living the four core values out together. Um, all of this because we want to raise up mature disciples and send out everyday missionaries to glorify God. Um, so, so we hope that even listening to this inspires you, encourages you, gives you some hope of how you can participate in this to make healthier connection groups happen, and especially this week focusing on our value of community. So thanks for joining us, guys. We love you. Um, thanks for tuning in the podcast, and we will uh, continue our series next time.